Hey, so, look, I don't even remember the last podcast I did. Hold on. Yeah, I do. I don't know. Was it a couple weeks ago? I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm back. And I kind of want to let you guys know that I did something. Like, I did a thing. Like, and it was a major thing. And I kind of want to talk about it. So, for my birthday, my birthday this week... I decided that I wanted to get a past life regression hypnosession done. So, I, it's something that I had wanted to do for a long time since I got into the study of clinical hypnotherapy and forensic hypnotherapy and how that could assist with uh, crime victims and things of that nature and seeing the results of hypnosis on actual um case studies right so seeing that and then just doing my own research when you're talking about past life regression hypnosis I was curious you know but I never really put any time and effort into locating uh, somebody or just too much effort into it until maybe about a year or so ago and realizing that there's connections that we have in life right we with with individuals that a you can't explain it. It doesn't make sense <laughs> in your rational mind to the point of you've done everything possible to make it make sense and it still doesn't make sense. So the scientist in me is like, okay, well, you don't just stop trying to figure out what the deal is. You just keep going, right? You keep keep going, keep going. So hypnosis come, came back on the scene and that's like, okay, I want to do this. I want to get a past life regression done really didn't have any expectations going in. The past life regression technique that I really um, resonated with was QHHT, which is quantum healing technique. And anybody who knows me knows I'm really big into quantum mechanics and quantum physics because it gives me a scientific foundation for things that I can't explain. So QHHT fit with what I felt I needed. So, yeah, I found somebody, um, and I felt drawn to, to this individual, um, and she, she, was, she wasn't close. She was about a four-hour drive from me. There were closer facilitators, but for some reason, I felt like I needed to go to her for whatever reason, and I think I realized what the reason was when I was, like, five miles away from her. So, um, I drive up. I go... <laughs> pack up my little bags, throw them in the car, and I'm driving. So I get up to her location, which when I say is legit on top of a mountain, I'm not making jokes. Like, she's legit on top of a mountain. And it really felt like one of those um, quests that you have to do. You know, back when you're watching movies like these uh, kung fu movies and things or, you know, Buddhist climbing up the mountains to seek that peace and serenity. But let me tell you, (laughs) that mountain was no joke. Like, I'm an anxious person anyway. And that was another reason of the past life regression to kind of pinpoint where some of this anxiety that I carry comes from. Um, Oh, and ah, spoiler alert, before I even get into the past life regression session, 
if you're thinking I'm about to tell you about how some amazing goddess I was or some ruler of some major kingdom or something really, really cool, like, that's not this story. So could I have made it be like, yeah, you know, I found out I was Cleopatra. Like, no. <laughs> what I was presented with was none of that, but it was what I needed. It wasn't what I was hoping for, but it was what I was what I needed. Okay, so I just want to throw that out there. So if you were looking for like some major like disclosure, this ain't it. So anyway, get to the mountain and I realize that my fear of heights is much greater than I thought initially. Like I'm all for jumping out of airplanes, zip lining and things like that, because you really can't pay attention to the height aspect because you're going so fast right it's like you jump out the plane phew, within a couple of minutes you're down or you're ziplining you're going so fast the speed and velocity takes away from holy crap i'm this far up in the sky so driving up a mountain you don't have that and and in the mountains um where i was in this is in mountains in north carolina um there's no guardrails. There's no guardrails. <laughs> it's just road and then cliff. Like road cliff. Like if you were doing something or distracted and you swerve, like you literally could just go off the side of the cliff. Like that's how it was. So um I get there, I get all the way up to the bottom of her mountain and I realized, holy crap, this is a mountain. Like and she told me beforehand that she lived on top of a mountain, but you know, I'm thinking about like the mountains in the movies. Like you see people driving a nice little slope. No one's stressed out in the car. There, there's no cabs, but there's no, you know, that was not it. <laughs> so, and then my signal on my phone kept going in and out, in and out. So I had, I pulled away from the mountain and I parked. I parked. There was a church that was at the base of the mountain, probably for people like me who need to have a talk with the Lord and Savior because they're freaking out. So after I said a quick prayer, I called called up somebody extremely important in my life to try to talk me through it. And little did I know that phone call tied into everything else that was going to happen that day. And that's funny how, how God sets that up. Um, so I called this individual in full panic attack when I say boo freaking hooing like tears coming down my face and um and I was given was I was given a pep talk after you know the jokes and like are you really crying yeah I am I'm really crying <laughs> like I don't think I can make it off the mountain I don't know if I have enough gas is my car gonna fall off the edge am I gonna die on my birthday like all this stuff was going through so Long story short, uh, he was able to calm me down, give me a pep talk to the point where I was like, uh, I think I'm going to try one more time. And then the, the phrase, you're not a quitter, you know, you can do this. Hold on to that because that is going to play a part in this whole session, the whole you're not a quitter part and you can do this. So get in the car, I go back, and I did it. I did it. So I got finally got up the mountain, like 35 minutes late to the session. But I did tell um, 
Paige, who was the one who was doing the session, and I'll link her her uh, her website in the comment section in case somebody wants to reach out to her. She's super awesome. Love it. So got up to the mountain, and it it, it was like that those all those cliches like the climb is the hardest part and blah 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 but honestly when i finally got up to the top the view was amazing the air was cleaner it was overlooking a lake i mean it was it was beautiful but it was such a hard experience for me to get up the mountain and it felt like it was a type of Okay, I come from a family of gamers, so in my head, too, I'm thinking, like, this feels like it's one of these levels that you have to accomplish something big before you level up to the next one. So, I just kept my eyes on the dots that were in the road and didn't look down. Like, don't look over. Anybody who's driving up a mountain, don't look over. <laughs> that's, that's some free, free tips for you. Do not look to the side. Focus on the lines in the road or the white dots. They have white dots on their road. So I get there, we start the session. Didn't Like I said, did not have any expectations going in. Um, I bought my list of questions, which she kind of told me to do beforehand. So I already knew who I wanted to focus on, um, what, what I wanted to focus on, and just trying to figure out, you know, why have some relationships been more challenging than others? You know, why are there some health issues with my anxiety and stuff? What is that stemming from? And things like that. So... Again, but no ex no no real expectations. Like this is really good stuff, but no expectations. Now, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know I you know I do have a, a heightened level of uh, abilities when it comes to being an empath and clairvoyance and things of that nature. So I was really, it was really quick for me to go into trance, and that's another thing. Like a lot of people. Um, have asked even before I did this, you know, can anybody be hypnotized? I wouldn't say anybody could. Um, it really depends on the level of ability that you have to go into trance. If you can't get into the trance state, then hypno hypnosis is not going to be that great of an experience because you have to be able to get into that state. If you have a good hypnotist, then most likely you can. But um, I, I, it was extremely easy for me to be put in. Um, and we started the session. Another question I get with hypnosis is, are you aware of what's happening? And there is an awareness. The best way I can describe it for you, from my experience, is it's that state right before you fall asleep. Right? That's how you're feeling. So, you know, when you're falling asleep and you're going in and out and you can hear things around you, but you're not interacting with it. You know you're here, but you're not. It's that state right before you go to sleep. That's what you're feeling. So you can remember some things you're saying, and sometimes you can't. All right. So once I got into the state, I was able. We it was extremely quick how I was able to recall different life experiences. In my session, I was bought brought through one, two, three, four past life experiences and three experiences that were I'm still processing um that's all I'm gonna say on this podcast I'm gonna save those other three <laughs> for a whole nother podcast because I'm still processing those I'm bringing up the the four though because two of them had a direct impact on 
of current relationship that I've been it just had an impact on on how I viewed certain situations or how I've been viewed in those situations so here we go like I said none of none of the ones I was I was shown was was extremely like notable in the sense of I was somebody who the whole world knew, right? Um, two of them were extremely painful, and two of them were. Um, I'm not quite sure what was the purpose other than to show me, okay, this person has been around you before, and you kind of felt that, so this is just confirming that. And the, the, the individual has the same energy as that person does now. So it was very easy to pinpoint. I know exactly who this is. Very lighthearted, very energy, energy, right? So, and I think that's why those two came up because there really wasn't lessons that I saw in those other than, yeah, confirming that's who this is. Now, the two heavier aspects, and I guess it's what I was needing at the time, focused on an... Uh, it focused around loss, grief, and um, hmm, like giving up, giving up. So the giving up aspect, and like I said earlier in the conversation about being told, you know, you don't give up type of conversation I was having, that phrase was said to me, in an experience where, oh, and FYI, it's very possible that you uh, reincarnated or incarnated as different genders, just FYI. Because I know that freaked me out. When she told me to look at myself, what was I? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, FYI, if you do plan on doing a past life regression, you... It's very possible that you might have spent some times in another gender's body. So, yo, hey, just throwing that out there. So, yeah, one of these were, um, I was I was in the Army. Um, the individual I'm talking about right now was also in the Army. We were in the Army together. And the lifetime that I was in was very hard. Um, I was an only child. My mother was extremely sick. I was working at the age of like seven to bring money into the household. My mother ends up dying in the um, in that lifeline, and I get passed around from family member to family member. End up being drafted into the military, not, but I wasn't. It wasn't over in America. It was in World War One, and I'll tell you how I figured that out. Um, Fast forward through the lifeline, d did not want to do it, didn't want to be there, didn't understand why I was having to fight because I didn't understand what we were doing and I didn't want to be responsible for killing people and having that on me. So I ended up getting injured on the field and my friend really, it, it felt like we were best friends, uh, was trying to pull me off and kept telling me not to quit, not to quit. And I quit. Like, I did not want to do this. I didn't want to be here. My life had been so hard. It felt like the easy way out was just to give up. And that's what I did. 
I that in and, and I released myself. And I you know after telling him to go and leave me, and he kept saying, you know, I'll come back for you. I'll come back for you. Just don't give up. Just don't quit. Um, and right when he left to get off the field, I literally said I quit, and that's how that lifeline ended. And so when he came back, he was extremely upset um, that I did that and didn't understand why because it felt like I could have fought and kept going and survived and very angry, very angry. It wasn't a, um, I, I'm sad that you're gone. It was like, why, why would you do that? Like you could have, you could have lived. Like, why did you give up? So, and there was a lot of processing through that. Like even listening back, cause she will record your sessions so you can listen to the whole session. Cause a lot of stuff that comes out, you won't remember saying it. Um, so when I replayed it, there was a lot of pain surrounding that because there was, because I was able to see it from a different perspective, not as the person laying, dying on the ground, but from a different perspective as in seeing how it impacted somebody else. It was, there was healing that had to be done and released through that. So here's the thing with that though. <laughs> when other people show up in your sessions, there's that question of, do I let that person know? You know, do I let the person know? So a lot, I've, I had many interactions with people um, that I shared their particular part of the session with. Like I just cut that recording out and let them hear it if they wanted to. Uh, I would definitely suggest if you do this and some heavy information comes out like this same the same individual followed me multiple we followed each other on multiple life tracks and they've been heavy they've been very heavy so it's a question of a is that person even able to receive that information right because not everybody's on board with hypnosis and past life regression that's a whole nother aspect because it ha it asks people to have an open mind on the fact that your soul is ongoing, right? And again, I've spoken about this in previous podcasts. If your soul is energy, and by science definition, energy cannot be created or destroyed, that means when this body ceases to exist, the soul goes on. Where it goes, everybody has their own interpretations, right? I believe that you have your, you choose, you can choose to come back and replay these lessons or you want to learn something else, this, that, and the other. You want to finish soul contracts with people, whatever. Or you can choose to go on to the different planes. Like when we planes, you can talk, you can identify it as heaven, hell, or different experiences. So you have to be able to engage in conversation with somebody who is in that aspect or who's not going to just completely shut it down. Number one. Number two, the information that you're going to give, you want to make sure it's something that's not going to impact them in a negative way, right? Um, and that's a level of responsibility that you, when you go into things like this, you want to focus on. Like one of my coworkers before I went, she was like, what if you go and find out that you were some horrible, like murdering person because you're such a huge advocate for crime victims? What if you're just fixing karma because you did something horrible in the past? And I was like, yikes, I didn't even think about that. 
So these are things you want to think about. It's kind of a situation of, you know, if you're going to if you're going to do this, you have to be prepared for whatever comes out. But it's your choice to do it. It's not the choice of other individuals who might not be able or ready to accept any information that comes out of it. So it's definitely some responsibility that comes in when you come out of a session to say, say, okay, do I call this person to say, oh my gosh, you know what happened? I did da 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 and you did blah, blah, blah. If that person is not ready to receive it, it's not going to be helpful. Number two, the soul has a reaction. So when, like after the session, after the session, I wanted to, you know, fact check because that's what I do. And I very clearly described the uniform that this individual was wearing. And so on the way down the mountain, (laughs) down the mountain, I called my brother um, who was a history major and I was describing the uniform I was wearing to him. And um, he said, oh, that's World War One. Super fast. He's a history major. So it makes sense. And he and I was like, "Okay." Well, that's some that's some validity here. So now at least I have a time frame to look after. Like I knew it wasn't anything relating to America though. So I went online and I typed in the color and it was a very distinct sash that was a part of the uniform. Um, so I went online and within like 20 minutes after typing World War One, the color, um, I found it. I found the whole uniform and that kind of shook me a little bit. Like, because it gave me more uh, proof that this stuff is really happening. So I found the uniform um, in the in the conversation. Um, she asked me my location, and I told her. Um, but that just was, I guess, that was the location where I I gave up because the uniform was from the other side. So yeah, that happened, and. Um, it's, it took me some time to process, but then it was really heavy on my soul that I needed to clear off some karma as it relates to that connection, right? Without going into detail of what happened, what was said um, during that lifeline, um, and, and the heaviness that person felt when I decided to, like, deuces and bail, um... I just felt I needed to clear that, you know. So, how does that all relate? The conversation I had before going up the mountain, some of the same words, some of the same uh, energy and interaction happened during that experience as well. And I still decided not to continue on. Um... But I feel that needed that conversation with that individual needed to happen so I could tie it together. Okay. Um, and as you can tell, as I'm even recalling it, it, it was just a very heavy, heavy uh, experience. Like, not every day you get to watch yourself die, you know? So, and that's something else that you want to be aware of. Um, you'll have physical reactions. Like, when I was going into that... Descri- describing what was happening, my body was shaking. And if you look it up, that it's tremors that can happen when you're going through hypnosis, especially if you're reliving a trauma aspect of it. 
just things to think about if you decide to do it. Um, and you can clearly hear as I'm talking, you can hear that I'm shaking at the same time. So, yeah, I felt like I needed to clear that karma. I tried to do it in the best way possible without bringing him into too much of that conversation because, you know, he might not be ready to process that. I'm still processing it myself. So um, then there were um, another experience was losing children. Uh, I was mm, the next next lifeline that I, I lost kids to illness and whatnot. And that explained, I was able to tie in the reason why I'm so overprotective now because I have had so much loss around family and when it comes to that. And some similarities too. Um, I joined the military. Here's the funny thing too. That same individual where I decided to like bounce and fight this war yourself. Uh, we met in the military. Yeah. So how's that for interesting? But... um overprotectiveness as a parent is very evident with anybody who knows me and I was able to connect that and I'm not going to go too much into that particular lifeline um again a lot of loss there was not comfortable was very was very poor um wasn't a happy existence and I think I said that in the session you know I'm not happy here so Move past that. Now, there were a couple where I was happy. Like, there were jokes, and there was fun stuff going on, and, you know, different energies. But I'm focusing on those two, because those two were some heavy lessons that came from it that I was able to pinpoint to things that are happening now. So, when we were finishing up, they do a a closing part where they kind of tap into your subconscious. Subconscious is where the ego is not present, so you can get to the real core. It's kind of like backdooring uh, your subconsciousness there to find out, you know, what are my life lessons in this go around? And it was release and receive, which is interesting because it's two poles of the same thing. But release, my level of wanting control stems from the fact that in so many of these lives, I never had it. But then like now I'm going overboard and it's a false illusion of having it. So learning how to release that which will allow me to receive. So giving, giving, giving is a way of controlling. Isn't that weird? Like giving, giving, giving something to somebody because you're wanting a response. But you're thinking it's great because you're giving, giving, giving. But in the sense, it's a way of control. So having the ability to release and allow is where... I'm learning lessons now, but at the same time, kind of trying to clean up stuff, uh, I guess, karma related. Um, one thing that happened probably, because it's taken me about two days before I've actually listened to the whole recording straight through. Um, and then I started searching some images of battlefield um, imagery from that particular war, and I was having a physical reaction to that, so I had to stop. So these are just some things you want to think about. Like, I would definitely, if there's things that have just been weighing on you um, or relationships with certain people that you just cannot figure out, I would definitely try it. I mean, I found it to be extremely healing for me. I found it to give me answers to questions where I'm like, okay, now it all makes sense. You know, 
Now it all makes sense. Um, and, and to be able to just to go back and listen to the recording has helped as well. So I can take notes. But um, I would definitely check it out. Try it. I mean, you, you might find out some amazing stuff. Hell, you might be some pharaoh or queen of Egypt. I don't know. What I was shown, I wasn't. Now, I was told through the whole session that came out that I've had so many that if I tried to go through all of them in one setting, we'd be here for years. So I think I was shown what I was what I needed to see at that time for my level in healing. Um, because it was some really deep stuff. It was some heavy, heavy karma that I've been carrying. Uh, so, yeah. Am I happy I did it? Absolutely. I did it on my birthday, so that probably would, probably was helpful. But there were a lot of things that were tying in to the whole session. So, yeah, I did that. Now, like I said before, there's a whole nother section <laughs> to the session that I'm going to do a different podcast on because that stuff was wild. That stuff was wild, so... I'm doing it into two parts. So this part is basically talking about clearing up karmic connections. Um, A lesson also that I learned is like love is ongoing. Love you carry with you. No matter what body suit, meat suit you're wearing, love is ongoing. Um, And connections repeat. You might not, they might not repeat in the same body, they might not repeat in the same circumstance or situation or roles, but connections repeat. And I'm talking about a very pivotal one, pivotal one for me, but just there were so many different connections that were repeating. And, and it's definitely something where you're talking about, you know, your soul group, your soul group, that's a real thing. Because these individuals come back in different ways, different forms, different connections. And you it's a constant learning. It's a constant learning. So, yeah, if there were any huge lessons for me individually is that, that I, I finally got some explanations on things that I could not make sense of and for, for many years. Um, I was able to make connections from previous incarnations to now and that love goes on beyond who we are right now like in in connections repeat so yeah that happened (laughs) and again i'll put um the link to who i used in the comments section so if you want to kind of check her out you will have to climb a mountain so yeah, but if you're not near North Carolina, you can you can go to their Quantum Healing, like their website, and you can find uh, practitioners who are closer to you. But it's about a three to four hour session. So it's not you come in, you lay down for about 30 minutes, and you're out the door. No, you're doing some heavy work. So I wouldn't suggest it for somebody who thinks this is just for jokes because you might get more than you bargained for. Um, I, like I said, I'm still processing. and um, But as I process it, I, I feel like I'm healing, like a whole bunch of weight has, has been removed. And it's like, oh, I get it now. 
I get it. And I'm sorry. Like, I just felt like I had to do that. So, yeah. If you, if you have any questions or you want to know anything specific, let me know. Um, but, yeah, that had to be the most Piscean, Sagittarian, immutable type of birthday present I could have given myself, right? Literally climbing a mountain to have a past life regression session done. I feel like that should have been on um, <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender uh, series. Like, that's exactly what it felt like. But, uh, yeah. So, it was great. I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it if you're really well, really ready to do the work. Um, and just be prepared for whatever comes out. Because when your mouth starts moving, you're kind of not in control at that point. And uh, you might hear some really good stuff. You might hear some really heavy stuff. But all in all, it's what you need to hear. So if you choose to do it, you're doing it for a reason. So, yeah. All right. I hope you guys are staying safe, socially distant, wearing masks. Uh, yeah. And until next time. Like, I'll do part two of this session series uh but that one's gonna take a minute for me to decipher so i can make sure when i talk about it it makes sense i need to make it make sense for me so i can make it make sense for you but yeah so qhht is what it's called i'll link it in below and you guys take care that he's wearing and it's there's a satchel type of thing around his oh uh, uh sa a sash mm-hmm He hates it. He hates that he has to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. He doesn't want to go to war. No. He doesn't understand why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to see people die. He saw his mom die. He doesn't want to see people die. Mm-hmm. At his, at his hands. Mm-hmm. He cries. He doesn't make it out. He doesn't make it out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Know that you're just watching him as an observer. He dies by himself. In the war. He's injured and he dies by himself. In the war. Mm-hmm. He knew he wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who was trying to help, though. Help him. There was somebody trying to help, and I kept telling him to go. He was there was somebody trying to drag him. Drag him. And he keeps telling him to go. Just leave me. Just go. One of his friends in the war. Yeah. Who is it? Trying to... <clears throat> Who's trying to than me. He's older than me. Mm-hmm. Your family member or a friend? He's older than me. He's older than me. Mm-hmm. He's saying fight. Do not, don't give up. Just fight it. And he's like, no, just go, just leave me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> saying get up and don't let it think you do this. No, that's it. Keep going and just leave me. And he was trying to pull and pull. And then he just had to let go because 
there was, was more stuff being fired. And he said, I'll come back. He said, I'll come back. But I wasn't there when he came back. Mm-hmm. At FedEx, we're making reusable packaging our priority. Because Earth is our priority. Our goal is to be carbon neutral by 2040. We call it Priority Earth. FedEx, where now meets next. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732.